who do we wish to become? How do we wish to show up? What did we learn that we want to hold tight and we don't want to let go of that we had a chance to uncover? And how can we choose that every day? Welcome to the Artist Becoming Podcast. Hey, Jess. Hey, Shelby, a five, six, seven, eight. Join us in weekly conversations with performing artists across stages, studios, rinks, fields, and screens. Every conversation, a chance to dive deep into the story of their becoming. All right, Shelby, let's get on into it. Today's episode is another Inside Out Small Chats Big Topics, where together we discuss some tough topics that are circulating our industry. You know, those ones that we just don't usually get to talk about. And we're going to share some personal insights, vulnerable stories, giggles per huge, muse about those nitty-gritty challenging sides of the industry, the things that we just don't usually get to sit with. If you have a topic that you'd like to hear us talk about, DM us your thoughts at artistbecoming on Instagram or send us an email at artistbecoming at gmail.com. We can't wait to hear from you. But let's get on into this episode. Hey, Jess. Hi, Shelby. We are here with another episode of Small Chats, Big Topics. Um, And today we're going to be talking about something that's super topical right now for all the performing artists and performing artists to be, uh, which is reentry anxiety. Uh, As things start to open back up again, as people start getting back into their studios, back onto stages, back into the audition grind, um, it's kind of two part, right? Jess and I were speaking about this earlier, where it's not only just like social reentry anxiety, but also a bit of nervousness around things kind of falling back to the way that they were pre-pandemic. Um, and by things that might be, <laughs> we out, we done. Uh, <laughs> fall back. That might be, you know, toxic headspaces or suppressed competitive energy, um, even amongst your peers. Um just kind of the like lack of equanimity in um, advocating for yourself within this industry. And, um, you know, this has come up from conversations that we've had about what performing artists might be experiencing right now, but also very much inspired by the feedback that we're getting from our audience here at Artists Becoming, as well, our peers and former colleagues that are still in the industry themselves. Um, So Jess, I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Um, You know, what forms, if any, of reentry anxiety have you experienced um, yourself within the industry? Um, Are you experiencing now in terms of just things opening back up and like any, I don't know, anecdotal advice that you might have learned along the way, um, your your path of standing in your worth and, and maintaining a certain kind of grounded energy at a time when it's really easy to feel a little bit overwhelmed. Mm, whoa, you phrased that. Like. <laughs> you phrased that um, question really powerfully, actually. You really nailed that question. Um, I think when we were starting to, to discuss this topic and we, we wrote it out, we typed it out and we looked at the words and we both just like froze <laughs> at the enormity of it. And I think it's because we know we don't have the answers, but we definitely have the questions yes. and we, um, 
we have experienced a re-entry um, over the course of our careers. After an injury, there's a re-entry. After a summer off, there's a re-entry. When you move into musical theater, it's kind of a constant state of in and out because you're not inside of a in a ballet company, you're in your company, you, you have the structure of that company, and there's a sort of security inside of that institution. Yeah. Whereas in a freelance, we have a lot of freelance followers. And we have, um, as a musical theater performer, you are in many ways freelance, because you, you go from a show, back into an audition swirl, back into a show, if you're lucky. And so there are these kind of constant in, in and outs. Um, and for this specific time period for our audience, um, in terms of re-entering after what has been an entire just shutdown, um, we were talking about like, what are all those different kind of little sort of weeds that might start to grow? And there's, you know, body image things resurfacing, injury, old injury kind of uh, patterns resurfacing, um, speaking to your director, the director dynamic resurfacing competition, I think, for some reason feels like the most jittery to me. Um, because we've had this time away where we've really been able to kind of nourish the solitude side of our art form, without having to put ourselves and pit ourselves against another. And so when we re-enter, we're doing, again, we'll be surrounded by people kind of going after the same roles or trying to rise through the rankings or in musical theater, just knowing that all the shows had shut down, there really is like, well, what shows are coming? Yeah. Will I be right for them? Um, and so there's a lot, there's so many pieces to the puzzle of discomfort alongside that light and that spark of excitement that we get to show up again. And so it's about, I think, reorienting, which we spoke about in that first conversation about body image, you shared so vulnerably that idea of reorienting your image with a mirror. Mm -hmm. It's like reorienting ourselves and all that we gained from this time away and bringing that forward with us to place kind of in front of us aside from all of the anxieties that are going to show up because they are going to show up. And so it's, it's about what are our values? Who do we wish to become? How do we wish to show up? What did we learn that we want to hold tight and we don't want to let go of that we had a chance to uncover and how can we choose that every day? Yeah. And um, yeah, I think for me, um, there's, I've, I, if you ask kind of my personal feeling around it is that I made kind of a choice before, um, the pandemic, me and you sat tearful conversations on our couch and in our apartment around me feeling like, gosh, I'm ready to walk away a little bit from the stage. Like mm -hmm. I just have this calling within me. I'm ready to bring a different part of myself forward. Here we are. And I feel like I'm doing that in a new way. But um, it, even for me, I'm seeing videos of my, you know, colleagues and people that I danced side by side with, you know, insta at steps, like sweating. And I'm seeing those videos and I'm, there's a part of me that's like, oh, wait, I'm supposed to be, um, I'm supposed to be in class right now. Like, I, 
I'm like, yeah. no, I've chosen not to do that. And I'm supposed to invest in this value that I'm choosing to put at the front of me. Yeah. And it's kind of the same if you are reentering, you know, within the industry. It's like, you don't have to go, oh, I learned that I, I'm better with a little bit of softness in my body and then think you're reentering and all of a sudden shed and harden. It's like maybe you found some serious power there. So rather than looking to your right and looking over your shoulder and seeing someone walk back into the room and quickly like shed, why don't you explore the experience of like, I dare you, I dare you to explore taking that thing that you uncovered, that you shed, that you learned about yourself. And I dare you to try bringing it with you and seeing how, what your experience is. Because I think every conversation we've had, we've finished the conversation and the two of us have said to each other, it all comes, it all drips back down to self-worth. Yeah. Every topic. And we we don't often spend enough time nourishing and nurturing that little self-worth muscle that should be the strongest muscle in our body. So move with worth. And when you're, when you re-enter, like if an injury or a competition narrative or a body narrative comes back up, like what would the worthiest version of yourself, how would they choose to show up for it? would they quickly like revert or would they try something new? And then the practices that support that because it's a practice, it, it's a choice. It's a practice. Um, there's so much, I mean, wh what's your feeling? I, wh I, yeah, I think what is your feeling around how do we, what are the questions that we need to ask ourselves to support our ability to show up in a new way and to move through our anxiety and yeah what are those questions that we need to ask ourselves I think that's one of the most intelligent questions that you can ask actually and in my four years of college that's what I learned that we we often squander a lot of energy and time trying to find answers when um there's a lot more um, growth to be had by focusing on asking better questions. And I think that that's just such a relevant thing to drive home in this conversation and with this topic, because admittedly, like we don't have answers. We don't know. We, we can't give you a one, two, three ABC about how to respond when you get into a studio and all of your triggers come flooding back in. Um, but it reminds me a little bit of, of what I've spoken to before on these conversations about creating a wedge um, between things that happen to you and how you choose to respond. So your response ability, um, and so much of yoga is, is a practice in building that wedge almost as like, a an audit, like an automatic mechanism. So something happens to you, someone says something, or you see someone or a casting thing happens and your automatic response is fear, anxiety, like you name it, A, B, C, and D. And what if you were to take this year of a wedge, like a year of an almighty wedge that no one has had this much time to collectively pause and practice their response ability and now put that into action. And maybe that's just taking a really long deep breath for yourself, feeling your feet um, in the studio or in the office and like going from there one step at a time. Um, 
for me, I've definitely experienced reentry anxiety after injuries, as you said, after summers off, uh, attempting to audition for Broadway's LOL. And, um, and then even after school and, and trying to get jobs and, and being, you know, in interviewing, I had to treat all my interviews like first dates because that helped me. <laughs> um, but I think that a lot of what a few of my former colleagues and friends have shared with me right now is this fear of, um, not trusting themselves to take with them the lessons of this year into yeah. the studio backstage on stage, uh, because it just so quickly be- can become a matter of getting back on that hedonic treadmill and keeping up with the Joneses and, um, enabling and perpetuating all of these practices within the industry that are historically ingrained, um, very much socially conditioned and also very much just not okay. Um, I think this, the time, the, the social activism, the language, the accessibility of these conversations feels like it's never been more potent than it is right now with the help of technology. And um, it's so energizing to see these conversations being had, even if they're not providing answers, but just creating space to forward conversations in, in a proactive direction, um, which would kind of be my hope and intention for this, for this small chat, um, because it is, it's a big it's a big topic and I anticipate there being a pendulum swing. Like I anticipate my friends getting back into studios, going back into their companies and it just being like, you know, over here way too far back to what it was before. And then people kind of remembering, no, I needed, I needed that. Like that was healthy. And then maybe it ends up kind of somewhere in the middle. Um, But it is, it's a really pivotal time to model change for yourself and in doing that, it almost permits, it, it leads the way it creates path. It permits your colleagues to do so. I mean, if we, if, if we let something happen at the cost of our own integrity or dignity or artistic potential, uh, not only does that suck for us, but like everyone alongside us and everyone that comes after us. And I, I think about the artists in my life that I've that I've seen as mentors and stars. And it's, it's not largely to do with their um, technical talent, but it's just the way that they show up as humans. Um, And I saw that in our conversation yesterday with Lauren Lovett, she spoke so um, eloquently to, to living a high value life, to being a high value human, and then how that just translates to creating high value art. And I just can't think of anything more aspirational. You just said something that was it lit up it it lit a little light it like a light was going off and it it does tie into the conversation that we had inside the workshop with Lauren which bless the heavens that we got to have that conversation and that we got to have that intimate beautiful experience to share with our workshop but the trust it was when you said trust when it was like the trust to show up in a new way, the trust that what we learned was, was worth something. And then the bravery to trust in the truck, to have the trust to move in a new way, because yeah. we know, we know how to move in the old way. We, and we, it's so easy to do what we know and we know the result and we've endured it and we know how to harden. And, and Lauren spoke to that. It's like the control. I knew how to control it and go forward. Yeah. And like, there's a point though, when you have to say, 
I'm going to be brave. I'm going to choose to do, I'm going to go where I'm most fearful of going. Right. Because that's, that's the opening. Like, so can we be, I like the question is, can we do it? Can we trust that we have the bravery to make a new choice, to show up in a new way and to get a new result? And it's not going to be comfy cozy. It's a lot comfy cozier to go back to the old pain because we've heart, we have the armor. So yeah. that old pain, we've built the armor. We know how to strap it on. Yes. Um, the vulnerability of like, trusting a new way forward and trusting our values and trusting that maybe I'm showing up a little softer. Maybe I'm showing up a little more well-rounded. Maybe I'm showing up uh, like I'm going to make a different choice around competition and I'm not going to, I'm not going to allow myself to be dispensable. I'm going to allow myself to be all that I am. And maybe I'm not chosen this time around, but there's another step waiting for me. And it's that what's meant for you won't pass you by. And when we trust that and we're brave enough, like then let's see, you know? I love that. Um, You just said something that reminded me of one of my lectures, uh, my psychology lectures at Columbia, where we were discussing this idea of um, accessibility. So why do we often find ourselves in habits that we, for example, resent other people for? Like you, as a kid, you'd hear your parents say something that just like, annoyed the heck out of you. And then you find yourself saying it as an adult or, um, in a, in a much more dramatic circumstance, you, you know, you read stories about people that have experienced trauma or traumatic relationships, and then tend to find themselves in the same type of relationship, which is, yeah, it's a, it's, it's really a big thing. It's a, it's a psychological thing that happens. My professor explained it this way. He said, when you open up a drawer and you have a stack of shirts, right? Um, you don't have much time to make the decision of what you're going to wear. So you reach for the shirt on top, right? Doesn't mean it's your favorite shirt. It's just the one that's on top. And so when we are faced with circumstances where we're prone to being reactive versus responsive, um, we go for the most accessible reaction, the most accessible word that we've heard people say, the most accessible relationship that we've seen modeled, or the most accessible response that we have had in, in past versions of ourselves. Um, and I think that the big thing is that nobody's perfect. We're going to learn as we go. A lot of the times those lessons are going to be painful, but there's space to show up differently. It is a choice and we have to give ourselves grace through that. And in my own experience of having to make choices where I'm like intentionally breaking a habit or intentionally responding differently the second, third, fourth time around, um, it really helped me. It's just like a little mental practice to almost zoom out of the situation and ask myself, which response will I be more proud of? Like, will I be more proud of responding this way, how I've done in the past or not saying anything or staying small because it's just more convenient for so-and-so, or will I be more proud of doing that brave, scary thing that might get me what I want or might not get me what I want, you know, but still like advocating for myself or practicing using my voice, practicing that articulation of my beliefs or my values and, and living in that space. Um, it's it's ongoing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm everything. Yeah. There's so much to this. I I'm, I'm definitely replaying lots of our conversation with Lauren, um, from inside the workshop. I'm excited to kind of 
have deeper get to hear our other guests speak to this inside of the workshop. Um, and then just with the practices that we're developing inside of it, you know, support everyone in this transition because I think it really matters and um, we're going to have to move different if you want different, you know, it's that, it's that vibe, you know, old keys don't open new doors. It's this, it's that a million Pinterest quotes, guys, scroll it out. <laughs> Insert all the Pinterest posts. Insert it all, but it's, yeah true and um I'm I'm excited to to be a part of supporting everyone um in this transition yeah it doesn't have to be a lonely road back to the studio or to the top you know might as well do it together a million percent yeah yes oh heart so full um (laughs) all right Jess I'll see you soon all right I'll be see you in about uh two minutes okay (laughs) Bye, friends. Bye. Want to connect further with our community at Artists Becoming? Rate and review this podcast and subscribe to stay on top of our weekly guest artist conversations and our small chats, big topics. Check out www.artistsbecoming.com to learn more about our monthly subscription membership filled with on-demand guided meditation and yummy yoga practices to support your unique journey as a performing artist. Follow along on Instagram at Artist Becoming for sneak peeks and inspiring content and DM us the dream artists, athletes, performers, psychologists that you'd love to hear from or topics you'd like for us to unpack. Sharing is caring, so fire up that group chat, share to your stories, comment, Share, 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 and just stay connected with us. We are here for your becoming.